0: Welcome to the Audit Bytes Podcast with your host, Robert Berry, where we talk about touchy auditing topics in bite-sized chunks. Whether you're just starting out in auditing or you're a seasoned professional, you'll find something of value here. Tell all of our fellow auditors. You can find us live on LinkedIn, YouTube, and your favorite podcasting platforms. Tune in and join us for a thought-provoking and informative look at the world of auditing. Hey, welcome, friends. Thank you for joining me on episode number 29 of Audit Bytes. I can't believe that it's been 29 episodes, but today's topic, well, three audit entrance meeting mistakes. So as you're filing in, here's what I want to know. Have you made any fatal mistakes at entrance meetings? Here's how they usually begin, right? You tell the people, We're coming in to perform an audit. Now, those are the most terrifying words that a client can hear. Because let's face it, being audited, it sucks. There are times when we are a little bit too intrusive. Sometimes we ask the same question to different people multiple ways. And sometimes we take up our client's time when they could be doing their job. That's simply the harsh reality of being audited, right? That is simply the harsh reality of being audited. But in order to ease the tension, what do we do? Well, we hold these opening or entrance meetings designed to explain the process and introduce relevant personnel to one another. And then we drop those eight words that everybody fears. We are coming to do an internal audit. Then we do our song and dance and we expect everything to be okay during the audit project. Now, those entrance meetings, they sure make us feel good, but what about our clients? I'm here to tell you, my friends, our clients, they are not okay. They are not okay. Pay attention to their body language in these entrance meetings. Some of them are scared half to death and some of them will some of them have never been through an audit before and the thought of going through an audit is worse than, than death. So <laughs> there was one meeting in particular that I will never forget. So if you're ready for a story, drop story time into the chat for me so that I know that you're here and that you're ready to hear an entertaining and educational story. There is one audit entrance conference that I will never forget. So before I move forward into that, let's just check and see who's here. A boss is here. He says, "Hey, to Lillian and to myself and to John. Hey, my man, how are you doing today? Hopefully, all is well. So let me just pause for a moment and just let you know, Audit Bytes is the very first live podcast dedicated to the internal auditing profession. We're here live on LinkedIn, and guess what? Now, we are also live on YouTube, so go over to my YouTube channel and subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're going to grow this thing. Right now, it's a little messy because I'm figuring out YouTube, but we're going to grow this thing to be a resource for all of us. And Amy is here. Hello, Amy. It's always good to see you. She says she is ready for story time. And Wendy, that's the point I'm making, Wendy. Wendy said she had one entrance meeting where people... (laughs) I shouldn't be laughing at this, where people literally cried. You felt bad. I would have felt bad too. I'm just wondering why in the world did they cry? So let me tell you about this entrance meeting that I had. It was a Monday morning meeting. And you know, don't we all hate Monday morning meetings, but that's what the client wanted. We were expecting three people. They said, Three people would be showing up. We walked into the room and there were approximately 12. 12 sets of eyes staring at us. Now, we started the good old song song and dance routine. You know what we always say. We're here to help, by golly. We're here to perform an audit of blah, 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 blah. And you could see everyone's eyes started to glaze over. But we had our speech and we had our agenda. And so we pressed forward. Onward, we went with that speech because we have to tell them about the risk assessment and everything else. Right now, at some point I took a break. I stopped for a minute. I looked up and I saw Mary. I looked at her. Mary was a meek, middle aged woman, and she had this disturbed look on her face. So I stopped mid sentence and I said, what's wrong? You look confused. Now, granted, she didn't cry, but she did have this extremely, extremely confused look on her face. Let me just say to my man Mansur, who just entered, he said, "Audit bites." Hello, Robert. Mansur emailed me personally, you guys, and he said, "When is Audit Bites coming back?" I miss hearing it and seeing it. So I had to tell him it's coming back just for you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this episode is just for you, Mansur. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. But I appreciate you for calling me and asking about it. But let's get back to Mary. Let's get back to Mary. So I stopped in mid-sentence and I said, Mary, what's wrong? You look confused. Now, I'm not sure if my concern was really because I felt like she should have understood how clearly I was communicating what audit was or if I was really concerned about her. That sounds sad to say, but we do that all the time. Right. But at least I looked sincere when I asked because it didn't scare her or stop her from speaking. So what she did was she sat up in her chair and she looked at each of us in our eyes and she said, I am afraid. Now, that took me by surprise because I'm an auditor. There's nothing to fear from little old me, right? She went on to explain that she had been told that bad things often happen after an audit. She even said, and and, and I quote, she said, we are not perfect in our department. I've heard auditors say, I've heard people say that auditors expect you to be perfect. And if you aren't perfect, then you are in trouble. But she didn't stop there, you guys. She went on to say, I don't want to lose my job. My family is depending on my husband and I to work. So the question that I'm asking is, have you ever had an experience similar to this? If so, drop yes into the chat or better yet, type a little bit more into the chat. You see, this show is not about me just talking to everyone. It's about sharing because what I want us to realize is we have similar experiences and when we start talking about them, we can help solve some of the problems that we have as auditors relating to our clients. So Share your story or just drop a yes if you've ever had anything similar to that. I mean, Wendy just told us she had somebody crying. Can you imagine and see? Look, you guys, I've known Wendy for almost 20, maybe even 30 years now, right, Wendy? And Wendy is one of the kindest people I know. So if she had somebody crying, wow, I kind of feel bad. Clarence, it's always good to see you, man. Clarence said, I love when one person controls others at the meeting. Oh, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Now, Mary says she promises she's not the Mary in the story. No, Mary, it is not. It is not you. It is not you. And Clarence has had situations like this before. Yeah, we all have. Now, Pamela says nothing that bad has ever happened to you. Pamela, count your blessings. Just count your blessings, count them, seriously. Now, Camilo says, not to that extent. However, that really speaks to that company's management and not really about the otters. Yes, I agree with you 100%, Camilo. But guess who gets the blame for it, though? We typically get the blame for it when it happens. (laughs) Now, Lillian says she's never experienced that during an entrance conference. Knock on wood. And Mark, Mark, I've been, hey, Mark, we need to catch up, man. Mark Salismak is here. It's been a long time since we talked, man. I've been meaning to catch up with you, and I know we've both been busy. He says, yes, absolutely. And someone said that they said they had fraud going on in the department. Oh, man, in the entrance meeting? Wow. Wow. Okay. Malishka, you see, guys, we all have similar experiences. Malishka is here, and she said, cry, yes, yes, cry, Okay, so good old Mary. She started crying. She actually did start crying too. But you see, our audits have real consequences for, pe- for people. Mary's perception, while it was on the extreme end of things, if left to our own devices, we humans will pick the worst part of a situation and cling to that as our belief. So her perception of an audit You know that something bad might happen afterwards was real for her. And she is not alone. Many of our clients feel this way. So that leads to our first mistake that we made at this kickoff meeting. And our first mistake was not telling them what an audit means for them. You see, we walk into these things thinking we assume, and you know what you do when you assume. We assume that everyone understands the process. And then when we try to explain it, we speak in such technical audit terms that they don't truly understand what it means for them. Most of our clients think that our job is to find something wrong, and therefore, they are always on guard. And let me say to any auditor listening, if you think that our job is to find something, please get out of the profession. Because you're making the rest of us look bad. That is not our primary responsibility. And if you are at a company that is telling you that is our primary job, leave that company. It's as simple as that. You see, here's what our job really is. We are called assurance providers. That means that we're providing stakeholders with reasonable assurance of one of two things. Either A, things are operating as intended, or B, they aren't. Now, I'm oversimplifying it, but that's pretty much what we do. So that means that if you go into an area and you don't find anything, that's still a good audit. You provided stakeholders with reasonable assurance that the operating environment is effective. So your job is not to always find something. And here's what I found. Those line level workers, well... They always know what's going on, and it really is a good opportunity to make their needs known to their supervisors. Let me explain what I mean by that. See, I often find that they, they know what's going well and they know what's going bad, and oftentimes they try for an extended period of time to communicate with their supervisors, and audits are typically a great way to get a department to achieve common goals and to help them communicate better by bridging the gap between the line-level worker and the director or the manager. So our first mistake that we make is we don't tell audit clients what an audit really means for them. It is an opportunity to do some good, not necessarily a bad thing. All right. (laughs) Oh, boy. So Marianne said they had an audit entrance meeting today. We spend a lot of time on the psychology of our clients. Yes, it is so important. And Marianne, you and I have talked about this and you know my feeling. I believe that any great auditor should study psychology because a part of your job is managing other people's emotions. That is a huge part of your job is managing other people's emotions. So. Your first mistake is not telling them what an audit means to them. So look, we had that fatal flaw and it was my fault because, well, I was the one in charge. See, at the end of the day, an audit might have good results, it might have bad results, or it might have neutral results. So thankfully, we were able to recover from that flaw by explaining the purpose of the audit. Now, after we explained that to Mary... Her mind was at ease, or so we, so we thought. We continued checking off the items that, was, that were on our agenda, right? And then Mary's hand shot up again, and she asked, wait a minute, how in the world did you decide to audit us? And then she continued, this is what made it worse. She said, you know, I mean, well, what did we do to deserve this? Now, at this moment, I kind of became offended because, well, I might be an auditor, but I still think I'm a decent person. But she said, what did we do to deserve this? And that is when exactly what Malishka just said had to happen. We needed to have audit empathy. Malishka, I use that term too. I'm glad you said that because I think it's something that we have to have and something that we have to exercise with our clients. Audit empathy. So, so. Let me ask you all in the audience. Have you ever had a client question why they were being audited? Again, you can just drop a yes in the comments or you can add some explanations if you want to. And while I wait for you all to drop those explanations into the comments, this is a good time to Have a break into recap you all have joined me on episode number 29 of audit bites three audit entrance mistakes here's what i want you all to do for me if you like this episode pass it along to your friends your fellow auditors if you think they can get value from it the other thing i want you to do is go to your favorite podcasting platform and go give us a five-star review if you think that we are worth it and then the third thing i want you to do is join me in my community for auditors. It's brand new. There are only a few people in there right now, but we are going to make this thing the greatest audit community around. If You want to know where it is? You can go to auditorexchange.com or you can go to what's right here on the screen, community.thatauditguy.com. We have message boards. We have the ability to do polling questions and we also have live events going on, Zoom-like functionality, right in our own platform, especially made for us. So now, let's get back to you all's comments. Mark says, yeah, yeah. He's had our audit clients ask that question before. Now, Mary Ann is having a conversation with Wendy. She says, unfortunately, our timing will never be right. Yeah. It will never, ever be right. Now, Malishka says, yes, because your area is important to operations. Malishka, I love you for that. Now, if this topic sounds familiar, you may have read about it on my blog. On Monday, I published an article talking about this one topic. So if you haven't subscribed to my website and my blog, go do that auditguy.com. But wait until the show is over. Don't do it right now. All right. All right. All right. All right. On a serious note, on a serious note, on a serious note. During that meeting, I did like any great auditor should. I talked about the risk assessment. Okay, if you do that, then that's the absolute wrong thing to do. What I told them was we're auditing you because you ranked high on our risk assessment. Oof! How many of you have made that mistake? Most of us are still saying and doing things like that. What do you think Mary's response was when I said you ranked high on the risk assessment? That is exactly what I said. And that is the absolute wrong thing to say. Abbas, man, I appreciate you. Abbas says he learned from my article to consider saying that because your department is important to the organization and that's why you're being audited. You read my article. I appreciate you. Thank you for your support. Tell all your friends, man. Tell all your friends. Okay. So now. I told Mary we audited them because of the risk assessment. Man, I put my foot right in my mouth. Learn from my mistake. Don't ever do that. As soon as I said that, here's what Mary said. She looked at me and she said, what do you mean I'm high risk? Oh, man. What do you mean I'm high risk? And you know what? I don't blame her for being offended. I said something offensive. So after I apologized to her and tried to pull my foot out of my mouth, I backtracked some, I backtracked some. So here's what I ended up saying to her. I said, we selected your area for audit for a variety of reasons. Partially because you contribute significant amounts to the company's bottom line, you generate tens of millions of dollars for the organization. Also, the product that you produce affects a majority of our customers. And so to that extent, You and your entire department are extremely important to the organization's operations. Now, how is that for a comeback? What do you guys think about that? Did I say the right thing? Did I get it right that time? You think I got my foot out of my mouth and maybe made amends with good old Mary here? What do you guys think? Did I make amends with good old Mary by that backtracking and pulling my foot right out of my mouth? I think I did. Hopefully you guys think I did a good job, too. So. Wendy says she likes it. Yeah, you know, Wendy, I've had that one in my back pocket for years. What I do is I figure out how much they contribute to the organization, how many stakeholders they affect, you know, direct customers and indirect customers. And when they ask, why were they selected for an audit? I pull this out of my back pocket. Not because I'm trying to placate them, but because it is the absolute truth. We are auditing a specific area because they are important to our operations. That is the only reason that we would be auditing a specific area is because they are important to the operations. So that brings us to our second of our three mistakes that we make in entrance meetings. And you guessed it, is not telling them why they were selected for an audit. Not telling them why they were selected for an audit, and so Amy asked a really good question: What did Mary think about what you told her? Amy, she loved it, and, and but here's why. Here's why she loved it: not because it was lip service. Because now, Amy, you know you've known me for a long time too. I'm very direct, and I'm very honest. When I say something, I mean it. So you can't just say this and throw it up in the air and be insincere when you say it. That begs the question, why can't we just be honest with our audit clients? We get bogged down in audit speak, risk assessment this, the risk assessment that. The reason we're auditing them is because they are extremely important to our operations. There's no reason why we can't just say that and be honest about it. The reason that we select them for an audit is because they are important to what it is that the organization does. Otherwise, why are we wasting our time doing an audit? So again... Not telling people why we're going to come in and torture them. Sorry, sorry. That was that was a bad joke. Not telling (laughs) not telling people why we're going to come in and audit them is the second biggest mistake that we make in audit entrance conferences. So now we had everyone in the room, including Mary, comfortable with why we were coming in and what we were going to do. And so we went on our way and we started the audit and everything was fine. Right? Right? At this point, everything should have been fine. Right? Everything should have been fine. Right? We had the entrance meeting. We started it. And, of course, all audits go smoothly. There are no hiccups. There are no mistakes. Nothing. Oh, boy. If only I wish that were true. You see, everything went fine until we actually found something. And when we found something, we talked to the person in charge of the process and we talked to them about the weakness, the staff level worker. They acknowledged the item and actually immediately developed an action plan to fix it. Then a few weeks passed. They had almost resolved the issue, but the audit wasn't even finished. And don't we all like that? That's why we communicate things that we find early on. But then one day, Mary's supervisor, went back to Mary again. Mary's supervisor called her into the office and asked her about this audit issue that had been written up on a status update or a draft report or something like that. Now her boss had gotten wind of this issue and the issue was pretty bad. And Mary's boss told her, that this issue would be reflected on her performance evaluation. Now, when Mary had talked to the auditors, us, we had assured her that things were going to be okay because, well, we identified an issue and she immediately put an action plan into place. And that's kind of what we want to see. That's always a good thing, right? But here's the problem. The auditors told Mary about the issue, and they assumed that she would just kind of tell her boss, what we found, and the action plan that she came up with. You see, we thought we'd give Mary an opportunity to tell her boss so that she would look like the hero in this situation. But it just so happens Mary's boss was a busy woman, and, well, oftentimes we as the auditors couldn't get in touch with her. So while we thought Mary was going to tell her boss, Mary thought that we were going to tell her boss because Mary rarely saw her boss, too. So now in the middle of this confusion, we have an issue where poor Mary's worst nightmare was about to come true. So now this leads me to the third biggest mistake we make during audit entrance meetings. Now, I know what you're thinking. The audit has already taken place and I'm now I'm going back to the entrance meeting. Well, here's the third biggest mistake. We don't set contact and communication expectations. Here's what I mean by that. So this happened many, many, many years ago to me. So after that, here's what I started doing. Every week, I send a status update. But I send that status update to everyone that we've identified that's been involved. But the other thing I do is the minute that I find something, the staff level worker who's responsible for that process where something has been found, I tell them, here's the issue. Let's work on trying to put together something in place to remediate it. But what I want you to do is go and tell your boss. Now, here's what I found. When they go and talk to their boss, the worker and the boss, they strategize and come up with an action plan. But also, the boss is not blindsided when we talk to them. But also, again, I send out status updates every Friday at 2 (laughs) p.m. They have the same format and they're very informative. So everyone Is in the loop but I explained the communication protocol in the entrance conference so that you know what to expect so that was our third biggest mistake we didn't have a communication and contact expectations and we didn't talk to them about them during the entrance conference so now let's recap now obviously there are more than three mistakes that we make in the audit entrance conference but three of the biggest ones one one if i can push the right button over here you guys this is a whole lot of fun for me but you know i'm your on-air personality but i'm also your set designer i'm also your producer so i'm working all the buttons backstage too so first one is not telling them what an audit means for them the second one is not telling them how they were selected for an audit engagement. And the third one is not setting contact and communication expectations. So now with those things said, let me do something else while I have your attention here. I want to invite you to the next episode of Audit Bites, episode 30. It's going to be on January 25th. That's a Wednesday, same time right here on LinkedIn or on YouTube or streaming live from my website. Now, if you choose the option from my website, you will get CPEs directly after you watch it and view it. So go ahead over to my website and sign up for my newsletter and you'll be on the mailing list to know when the next episode is coming out. But also, I want to invite you to my other podcast, The Friday Fraudster. It's me and two other people. And every Friday, we break down fraud stories. If you missed last Friday's, go watch it. Something interesting happened. Let's just say there was fire and arson and punches to the face. Man, it was an entertaining story and everybody should just go see it. Now, Clarence, my man, always has something good to say. He said, I always tell them in the beginning, give me your best people and who I need to talk to on a regular basis. Absolutely. And you need to make sure that you communicate with them at least once a week and give them the status update. You see, here's what I found. Even if you don't have anything to communicate, just simply saying I don't have anything this week. They start to remember you. And after they get through the loathing period, (laughs) they get to a point where you become familiar to them and they actually appreciate you keeping them up to date. Now, Nadia wants to know how many CPEs you get. Well, Nadia, the answer to that question is it depends. It depends on how long the show is. Like today's show is 30 minutes, so it should be 30 minutes. The questions are already set up that you guys are going to have to answer. is two questions at the end of the episode, so today it'll be a half hour of CPE. Sometimes the show runs a little bit longer. I try to keep it at 30 minutes, hence the name Audit Bites. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) hence hence the name audit bites i try to keep it uh to about 30 minutes so there's a lot to unpack with this episode right go to auditorexchange.com join the audit community because at some point we're going to be broadcasting this live from within that community you can share information with other auditors do polling questions upload documentation have private chats have private zoom rooms zoom like rooms right it's community that i'm creating just for us so again thank you all for joining me on this episode of audit Bytes. we'll see you friday at the friday fraudster look for the invitation on linkedin we'll see you january 25th for the next episode of audit Bytes. you know what though I don't think I told you the topic. The topic the next time is three reasons your people can't perform effective audits. So you want to invite all your friends to that one. Three reasons your people can't perform effective audits. And Clarence is already in the community. He says it's a great place. I appreciate you and your support, Clarence. Somebody just dropped it into the chat for me. Let me see. Oh, that was who was that? I can't see who you are because it doesn't show your name. But I appreciate you, whoever you are, and your support, Nadia, Wendy. Thank you, guys. And until next time, thank you. See you later. Thank you for watching this episode of Audit Bytes. If you receive value from this podcast, do us a favor. First, tell other auditors. Second, give us a five-star review. And finally, talk to Robert about training your auditors. Our contact information is on our website, www.thatauditguy.com. It's also where you will find our course catalog, on-demand courses, a kickbutt blog, other podcasts, Robert's best-selling books, and last but not least, audit merch. That's right, we have audit hats, shirts, mugs and more. Thanks for watching and listening. See you next episode.